0: power of networking with podcast community using licensed music through Spreaker in your podcasts. And the International Podcast Day is coming Friday, September 30th. Well, this is the Spreaker Live Show, episode 83 for September 28th, 2016. It's amazing how Summer is over and falls on the way, and if you're listening to this, the opposite is happening. Uh, if you're listening down under, down in Australia, thank you for listening. Uh, my name is Rob Greenley, and I'm the head of content at Spreaker and the Adore FM at Adore.fm. Go there, check out some cool podcasts, and uh, thank you for getting the show and clicking play to hear us today. It's uh, great to have you with us. We we think of you as our, our friend and part of our uh, Speaker Live community. We definitely want to hear from you and we want to be helpful to you too at the same time. So please think of this show as a As a feedback, uh, you know, we talk to you, you talk to us, kind of a back and forth kind of a thing. And we don't do this show from any fancy studio. We do it from our desks using the Spreaker desktop software, using all the tools that Spreaker has. You know, I do it from my desk at home, and my co-host Alex does it from his desk. Uh, He also works from home as well. But our main topic this week is the power of the podcast community and networking with that community and and really kind of um, getting your name out to the podcasting space and uh, all the people and make some friends. So, And then also the tip of the week is using licensed music in your podcast um, and some listener feedback. With me is Alex Exum, the host of the Exum Experience show on Spreaker. Alex, how's it going?
1: Hey, Rob. Good. Thanks for having me as always. And thanks for the plug for my other show as well. <laughs>
0: well, of course. I always want to plug your show. Is your show growing and doing great? It is. You know, I
1: since I've been doing the uh, radio show uh, at KLBP and Fridays at 5 at klbp.fm, I haven't been doing as many podcasts, so I kind of miss it. This keeps me kind of, you know, active in the podcasting scene because those shows are live. Uh, yeah. over the air but yeah I, I i haven't been doing as many shows i am doing a show tomorrow because i'm going to be talking about some of the things that have been happening in radio recently so but yeah you know the Ex of experience is still alive just maybe not as many episodes as uh as frequently as they've been coming and this show's pretty fre- frequent i mean we haven't missed a, a week in a long time so
0: yeah we're we're a weekly show we try and keep up with it every week uh, i put the show together and and Alex uh, calls in via Skype, and we do this all through the the Spreaker software. So it's, uh, and I think it sounds great. So th- the tools are fantastic. I mean, I've been podcasting for a long time, and I'll tell you these these tools are pretty powerful.
1: When it comes so. to uh, Skype, there's nothing easier. I think if you're going to do this kind of show, I know a lot of people were using at one point uh, Google Hangouts and some other platforms, but Skype with Spreaker Studio is actually pretty good now. I, everybody was clamming, clamoring for it for years. I know I was. I harassed <laughs> Skype support for years <laughs> until they came out with this studio. I was one of the beta people. And uh, yeah, it works great. I mean, even though Skype has its own issues, it works really well oh, sure. with uh, Spreaker Studio, though.
0: Well, and, and back when I used to work for Microsoft, uh, I was lobbying the the Skype team to uh, add some recording capabilities, but they but they never wanted to do it. <laughs> for privacy reasons is what they Which doesn't
1: told really me. make sense yeah. though because yeah. there's other apps that allow you to do it that they've allowed add-ons and things like yeah. that which I've used but the problem with that Rob I don't know if you've used those sometimes yeah. the recording doesn't work it it got global it's just something goes wrong and you did a 30 minute show Uh, with somebody on the other end you go oh hey we got to re-record that it's happened to me so yeah yeah. i haven't had that
0: with yeah the the audio quality just isn't that great sometimes No, you're right those third-party plugins Uh, well
1: because i think part of it is because with Spreaker studio here we go on a rant here but with Spreaker studio you can adjust it you know with all those other ones it's just it's the only adjusting is within skype itself and it's very limited so
0: yeah, so you do have the, the ability in the the Spreaker Studio desktop software to to boost the volume. We've actually built that in there so you can actually really control your mic volume right in the software just like you would be able to if you had a mixer. Um, so yeah. it's pretty powerful stuff. Well, this show is streamed live every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern from SpreakerLiveShow.com. So that's that's your home for the Spreaker Live Show if you want to check out our archives we have a lot of episodes that cover a lot of topics in the podcasting and audio show creation space so uh go check out our archives and and see if there's uh, a show from the past that maybe answers a question that you have about the podcasting space and and how to create a great show so this show is also heard um in a variety of places out there. So if you're listening on one place right now, you can certainly get it on others depending on what you use. The, the Spreaker Live Show has its own apps on iOS and Android. And then the Spreaker podcast radio apps for Android and iOS is also available that has the show in there. So we've got lots of apps that you can get to get podcasts and get specifically the, the, the Spreaker Live Show. We're in iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Radio Line, please leave us a review on all those platforms, and you can reach me to send me feedback on this show. You can just send it to Rob at com, and I'm on Twitter, too. So you can send it at Rob greenley. And Alex, uh, there's, it's like Alex at com or something like that, You got I think. it. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> I've got a personal website, too. It's just AlexXM.com, So You got right. it. Yes, sir. Thank you for that. I've got it all figured out. I've got you tracked now, Alex. You,
1: you, get, got, you got it all figured out, and a YouTube right. channel. Since we're going to be talking about YouTube oh, later, YouTube.com/slash. Wait for it, Alex Exum. So, oh, Yeah. So the, I know that was people couldn't figure that out. It's killing me, Alex. I know it's hard. One. It's hard to figure out. Yeah. Hey agree. Rob, before we move on though, I got to say real quick because you yeah. kept mentioning the app, but I want people to realize what a good deal that is because I received a email yesterday afternoon and i wasn't even familiar with this company you may be i don't know how these people find me but igloo radio i-g-l-u radio you are familiar with them okay uh i I wasn't and they and they sent me an email saying oh customize app and everything i was like okay you know let me check this out knowing that spreaker we have our own app for this show but spreaker has one that you could additionally get and i'm thinking you know uh, eventually for the XM experience but what i found is like they, they want a monthly fee and I think it's about, let me just click here. I don't, I'm not trying to give them business, but what I'm saying, it's a better deal to go with Spreaker because for $99, you get the app and they're not charging you per month, right? Yeah. It's just a yearly $99. Yeah. Right. But I'm seeing this and I saw this with another. Uh, kind of a generator site. And I don't know how well that works, but a lot of these places want a monthly fee. Plus you have, to, they, they want to charge you to build the app. So I'm just saying to people, some of these guys might approach you, you might get emails. They might be good. Check them out. But I would say, look at Spreaker's first because it's cheaper. It's less expensive and you get more is what I'll say. And you don't have to put a ton of work into it because it's kind of generated off your Spreaker show already. So just, I'm just saying, I saw that email yesterday and I said, Hmm, I don't know. That's not, not the best deal in the world.
0: We also keep the apps up to date with the latest um, upgrades that Apple and Android um, put out for the, their mobile operating system. So you're, you're going to be kept up to date with the uh, the compatibility and function and features we uh, will regularly go through and update all the apps.
1: And, and Rob, I just saw yeah. here. I'm sorry, I, I misquoted. It's 195 for the setup fee, then nine dollars a month thereafter. So just to be clear, to the oh. listeners, so and, and there's other, so it's a lot more. By oh, it the way. is a lot more. Yeah, uh, and like plus, triple. right, and plus you could get other offers for some of these app developers, I guess, because there's a lot of them out there. I'm not picking on Igloo, but what I'm saying is, when you really add up the numbers, it can be a lot more because if they're charging you monthly and and for the app design, it can get kind of costly. So.
0: Yes, it can. That's yeah, right. Anyhow. You know, you go with the app you like too. So, check out Spreaker and then go check out the the other options that are out there and uh, make your best choice. That's you got That's it. all we can ever ask for. From we obviously want you to to use us, but we realize there's other options out there. So,
1: well, in a good way. I was just thinking, go, Rob, go compare. Th- Go compare, and a good way to compare is by downloading our app. I'm not trying to oversell this thing, but if they download our yeah. app, because ours was, you generated that through the actual system, right, that they would yep. use. It's exactly. not like some different app that was like, you know, we have, well, I don't know, you might have connections to Spreaker. I know I don't,
0: but, you know, it's not something that was Well, designed, you have a connection but, through me, Alex, I guess that's you're your my, connection, you're my, right?
1: Yeah, you're yeah. my connection, but you know what I mean. It wasn't they didn't design something specifically for you. You went yeah. and used the same process. That's right, I did. So-
0: I I filled out the same form, and uploaded the same type of graphics and and metadata that you you would have to to build the app. So what what you see with the Speaker Live app is is. Going through the the normal process. I mean, I even actually paid for it myself, and I'm I'm obviously going to get reimbursed. But it was pure all the way through. I didn't even go through the CTO.
1: (laughs) My my checks in the mail, Rob. But it's a clean looking (laughs) app. That's what I want. That's why I want people to download it because I've seen some others that. You know, other shows, podcasts have that aren't great. Not not the Spreaker, obviously, but yeah, I've seen yeah. some others that are a little clunky. Put it that, that they just crash all the time. I've downloaded radio station apps and they crash on me. I'm like, your radio station, like that is the kiss of death. Well, you know, they don't
0: these newer ones. But. Yeah, they probably don't keep them updated. That's the, yeah. the problem. And when iOS and Android put out a a big upgrade to their their mobile operating systems, uh, a lot of apps maybe lose some API connections because they've they've changed them or there's some functional uh, library that's been updated and changed and those apps don't work properly anymore. There is a need to maintain your apps and that's an important thing to consider. But I wanted to mention Spreaker does have a blog. So if you want to keep up with what's going on with Spreaker, if you're a Spreaker user or if you're just exploring Spreaker, it's at blog.spreaker.com. And obviously we're at Spreaker.com, so go go check that out, and and we also have a Twitter account too that uh, keeps people up to date with what's going on with uh, with the platform and podcasting. Also at Spreaker, but uh, let's talk about some some stuff that's happening this week. Uh, really important: International Podcast Day is coming up on September 30th, which is just a couple days away. And it's at InternationalPodcastDay.com, uh, and and what that is, and I should probably set that up. It's it's basically a celebration. Of the, it's basically the, the birth date of podcasting is what it is. Podcasting started uh, around September in the September timeframe of uh, 2004. So I started podcasting on September 15th, 2004, uh, with the radio show that I did in 2004. Uh, so that's the that's about the time frame, and podcasting really kind of lifted off with uh, a lot of shows, kind of in that late september time frame there's a lot of festivities there's probably going to be a lot of media coverage of the, the international podcast day you know it was really huge last year all of the media coverage and stuff and spreaker is a gold sponsor of the event this year and i'm going to be hosting an hour block of a live 24 hour video stream that's being put on in celebration of uh international podcast day and it's going to be held on at uh at a site called FireTalk.com. So if you go to FireTalk.com forward slash podcast day, you can get to that live stream, and it's going to be like a back-to-back hour blocks for 24 hours with different people hosting each hour, uh, talking about podcasting, talking about you know it's almost like a virtual conference almost is what's happening there. And I have a an hour block, and I'm going to have a I'm going to have three guests on the. On my hour block, I got Francesco, the CEO of Spreaker, is going to join me. Rob Sestronino, who's the host of Rob Has a Podcast. And Ken Rakowski, who was a very early pioneer in the audio online audio show podcasting space. He had Ken Radio. He was on CNET Radio, former host of Business Rockstar Radio Show, which is uh, syndicated on like 150 radio stations across the country. So th- this guy goes way back. He started doing an online audio show like back in the back in like 96 1996 97 wow so he's been involved I worked very closely with Ken for many years in that same time frame because there was just a small group of shows that were doing online technology talk back in that time frame you know I started in 1999 and was working with him uh, in that time frame in about 2000 2001 and I would come on and um, host his show, and he would come on my show, and we just worked a lot together back then. But, but he's gone on to greater success. So it'll be interesting to have him on to to talk about um, kind of the past, present, and future of uh, podcasting, which I guess is my shtick. Alex, is that kind of what I do?
1: <laughs> that's, I mean, yeah, that's amazing. I didn't. First of all, I didn't realize you were in it from such a long time ago, Rob. And your colleague there, was he like what the first podcaster?
0: Well, he wasn't 90. really doing podcasting. that That's the thing. Okay. I mean, I'm he, back in those days, streaming audio was what everybody was doing. Downloading hadn't really started too much yet. Okay. But then it was like in probably at the end of the dot-com explosion that people started posting downloadable audio files um, on their websites. And that's kind of how it all started. Uh, Because most of this stuff was just done off of, like, uh, Shoutcast streaming servers, um, which is what Spreaker is primarily built on. That's what we're using right now to stream this show. And uh, that's the same technology that I use to distribute uh, and get most of the online listeners that I got back back in the early 2000s. That's where most of my audience was. The whole download piece was kind of, like, minuscule. It was just starting out. And at the time, it... It was just something that I did um, in combination with like online news articles and things like that that I would cut out segments and I would just make those things available off of a link off of a okay. website. So that's kind of where it all started. And it just kind of grew into something more when the R- RSS feeds and the enclosure tags and Alex, uh, Dave Weiner and, and then the pod catching softwares came out and then Apple launched and all that kind of stuff. So and that's brought us up to where we are today yeah it goes back so so long ago wow that's going to be at noon on friday pacific standard time is when i'm going to be doing that hour block so uh, that's september 30th at noon and you just go to firetalk.com forward slash podcast day if you want to check it out and there's a whole bunch of other uh shows in there and i will put a, a link in the show notes uh, to get to the schedule. Uh, but if you just go to internationalpodcastday.com, you can uh, actually get access to all that stuff. But our tip of the week this week, uh, and this is kind of a unique segment uh, this week, is I'm going to be diving into music in your podcast. So uh, using music that's available off of getting a license off of Spreaker through the epidemic sound uh, relationship that Spreaker has, it's $75 a year. It's a license to use um, any of their music. You can cut it up, you can edit it, you can keep it, you can do whatever you want, as long as you have your subscription in force. Uh, But once you cancel your subscription to the Epidemic Sound, then you can't use it for any new productions. Your existing archives will keep their subscription because when those were created, you were under a license. Uh, It doesn't go away. So that was an important question that's uh, been asked many times is that, well, what if I don't pay the next year? Does that make all my archive music usage um, become in violation or something? And yeah, it, logical it concern. Exactly, yeah. and it does not, so don't be concerned about that. And so what I did, did just to kind of create an example here, um, is to grab a couple of tracks, and I edited them to make them um, kind of like what I would use for the speaker live show as an intro. And I wanted to just bounce them off of you, to listen to those and give me feedback and in, in how do you think they sound? do you think they fit well with the speaker live show? but also I just wanted to go through the process of how I did all this stuff too so what what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to play the the first track. the name of it is uh, keep searching it's a uh, it's basically a, the description is a little vague it's kind of like radio chart moving on one last try chance so th- there's some keywords that are used to describe this audio. Uh, guitar, power, friends, it's indie pop, hopeful, it's got a fast kind of beat to it. I was going to play that first and kind of give you an example of uh, what, what this looks like. So, So I was going to just play that now. Well, welcome to the Speaker Live Show. This is episode whatever, and uh, welcome to the show. So what I did there was I I took the audio segment, uh, and I I edited, because most of the audio tracks that are available um, are, like, pretty long. They're, like, two or three minutes long, and so what what you can do is you can just uh, pull out uh, pieces of it. So you get in and you actually edit it and you find, you know, like this um, music that gradually builds up and then it, it peaks and then it comes down again and it's uh, kind of like its tempo and its volume. And you can kind of use that as kind of like a, like a way to build some energy into your show and then you start talking just like I did at the – at the kind of midpoint of the uh, of the audio track. And so I did some like uh, fading in and fading out. So as you could tell, the, the volume level dropped at c- a certain point, and that's when I started to do the intro. And then it just kind of faded down and was a music bed that just kind of faded and uh, eventually disappeared. So that was the, the concept of that one. And so let me play the next one here. And uh, it's called... Uh, the stylish traveler three and it's basically limo attitude organ bass vintage it's very vintage very kind of um, oceans 11 type of music here so let's let's play that now and you'll get a get a feel for that so it's building up you can see and you can kind of do your intro a little bit there You heard that peak in its volume, and then, then the volume dropped, and that's when you as a host would, would start talking, like, welcome to the Spreaker Live show, um, and then you get into the content, and you can hear the, the music playing in the background, and it's slowly playing, and then it will actually fade out into oblivion. I mean, some shows will just keep that bed playing throughout. Uh, it's just up to you. Uh, how you do this is in a wave editor. So you get like a Sound Forge or an Audacity. So Alex, um, I've kind of played both of these tracks. I know y- you haven't been able to hear them, but I did actually send you copies of these things. Uh, so what was your thought on the music and the the variety? And it was very different.
1: They're very different. I like them both. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure. I'd have to you know really think about it. Which one I would choose? I'm very, very interested to hear what the uh listeners I think. Um, yeah. I, I like them both because they're kind of upbeat. Um, I don't like it when I hear an intro where there's like a ton of, um, sometimes people will mash a lot of audio clips together, uh, of just different, you know, kind of funny things or abstract things that might be political things, things like that. I, I just, sometimes I get bored Listening to certain intros, especially if I've heard them a bunch of times and I know what to ex- you know expect, I, I want something kind of upbeat, kind of. Oh, here's another one that bothers me. This is why it's good to use the uh, the epidemic license sound the same intros, right? We've all heard kind of the same intros. I don't want to name the songs, but there's some very popular songs. Led Zeppelin is one of them where it's like you hear the same intros over and over. So, you know, Rush Limbaugh has one that's kind of popular. I've heard on other political podcasts where I'm like, okay, that's kind of like the Rush, you know, intro, do something different. So it's good that you could do something else and customize it and put like a little, uh, you know, I call them, it's probably the wrong word, but zingers, but just kind of like the little... Quirky little noises and little little uh, interference, and zzz, zzz, you know, things like that that you can put in with sure. some of these other music beds to customize it to your own. And obviously, if you have someone who does a voiceover who says, like, I know I know you do your own for the XM experience, I actually paid for a voiceover. A guy says, you know, you're listening to the XM experience. So that can, you know, make it more um, specific to your show. Yeah. Uh, so there's different things you can do, and I like them both. I don't know which one I would choose, Rob. I think both of them work well for this show. I was actually, when you said I'm going to send these to you, I don't know why I was expecting something, like, really techie.
0: <laughs> yeah. like, I don't even know what no, that is. I know, I agree. I, but, yeah. Techno or not techno. Yeah, I, yeah right. exactly. It's a total kind of a, a gut thing. And it's, sometimes it's difficult to, to pick music because cause you're thinking, especially after we've had music for so long with the show. and And I know that it's, it is a big mental change, right? I mean, people get very used to listening to a show and expecting a certain yes. kind of sound to it, right? And it has a certain kind of feeling to it. Music is very much, it uh, triggers emotions and it triggers feelings. And changing that music on a regular basis, I, I think a listener might think that they're listening to a different show or something, you know? I mean, it's it's yeah. going to take an adjustment,
1: yeah, no, and I, I, I like, you know, it's funny, I never really thought about it too much. It was just like the music that you use in the beginning is the music you use in the beginning, but I now that I think about it, it would jar me at first because I'm used to the kind of that you know that it was almost like a dubstep that dum 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 the one that you're using now. Yeah. So it, if you heard one of these, you would be like, "Wow, it's kind of a major shakeup." Did they change the show? Is it the same people hosting it? So yeah, yeah it is. A, you gotta you gotta worry about that kind of stuff. I, you know for a long time for the expo experience, I, I have basically two or two or three intros that I and exits that I use for my show now but for a long time I used different music different stuff for the beginning of all of them and it was just so hard to keep up with now I have templates that I use you know what I mean where I just can kind of plug in my you know my audio with the uh, beginning and the end so you know that helps too you know having something that you're con- consistently using but you've been using the same one for a long time right Rob I mean it's been the well, same yeah, using- and I'm
0: I'm very much in the mindset that the that- that people tend to um, get mentally connected to intro music, and and I think it's it's, yeah yeah I mean it's a difficult uh, thing to change, and that's one of the reasons that I I presented these tracks the way I did today was I wanted to keep the intro music that the show has kind of intact for now, but I still mm-hmm. wanted to give an example right of of what you could do if you transition that, and it's almost like in some ways it's almost like doing a makeover and maybe you have to think about the the branding of your cover art and your your logo and stuff like that if you change music cuz it i mean if i was using like the ocean's 11 stuff i mean it just it's a totally different kind of feel it's not like you said it's not techno right you were expecting techno <laughs> and, uh, yeah
1: or that yeah. dubstepy type of thing yeah, yeah
0: yeah exactly but i i picked that kind of like that classic Kind of uh, big band music because it, it it would kind of shake things up a little bit. I think it would be a good good example because you go through that mental process when you're going through and listening to the tracks when you're selecting something. And I think it's easier to change up your music if you use it in other areas. So, like um, w- one thing I'll probably try next week is I'll I'll take a music clip and I will play it um, when just as we're transitioning between topics. So like like when we go from um, you know, like our tip of the week, I can play, play a little jingle just um, while I'm introducing the tip of the week. And then I can do that, uh, you know, around the, the main topic. Uh, we can play a little jingle around that. It, it may be like five or six seconds or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also thought that maybe the, the intro music that I played was a little long because if I, I look at how long those those tracks were, and it depends on how long you want to play the the music um, after you start talking, right? It's like this this uh, background music. Like um, one of the the tracks, the first one I played was only fifty three seconds, uh, but the but the second one I played, uh, which was that Ocean's Eleven sound, was a minute thirty six. So it was almost what uh, almost thirty seconds longer, a third longer. Yeah. Um, but that, that, that's cause I had a longer tail at the end of that, that was playing underneath our conversation. So it isn't like it was taking away from, from the show, but I, you know, in actuality, I probably wouldn't, um, at, at the beginning, uh, when the music was playing really loudly, I, I would probably even shorten that more than, than what I had. It, I kind of felt like, I, you know, it's getting a little long. I mean,
1: well, you know, I'll be honest with you. I, this is just my personal opinion. I don't think intros can be short enough. I know everybody wants like really long. I think yours is fine. I don't think it's too long. I, I mean, I know that you pro- I don't know how much you'll use of the, the two samples that we picked or either which one will be chosen. But what I'm getting at is I've heard intros that are way too long. And by the time like I clicked on the podcast saying, oh, I'm interested in this topic, especially if it's someone I don't normally follow. Right. I just happen to find this uh, this website, this blog, this guy talk about something I find interesting. And I click on the uh link and it's like, oh, he has a podcast about it. Let me listen. If it's like a five-minute introduction of who's gonna be on and music and da-da-da-da, and oh, we gotta take care of some business, follow our sponsors and all this stuff, I- I'm out of there. I-, I just that's one of the things that turns yeah. me off. So if I've heard intros and they seem to be getting shorter, I'll be honest with you, that are like 15 seconds where they just come in and tell you who it is, what they're talking about, boom, or 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 35 seconds. I'm totally cool with, but when you get these intros that, I mean, you've heard them, Rob, you know, not just the music is like two minutes. And then when they finally come on the microphone, they say, Oh, hi, you know, everybody. And today we're going to have, I mean, you and I have a kind of like a standard greeting that we do just about every time for the shows, but I'm talking about, Everything that they're doing, like housekeeping, before they get into the show. Oh, follow us on Twitter, and you can follow us on YouTube if you need to contact us. And by the way, we're going to have so-and-so on, and he's with this, and he's with that. And by the way, you know, and you're just like, by the time that they've gotten to what you I'm want. Tired. I'm tired. I, just, I, just, I, I don't go to care bed. anymore. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I need the goods within the first minute. That's why I think an opening monologue, a short intro. Is fine as long as you have a killer opening monologue, or you tell me what I'm getting in the beginning. If you, as long as you tell me what I'm getting, I may sit through other the you know some more rambling. But yeah. if I, if I don't even know what I'm getting, it's just like I got a title I was interested in, and five minutes into it, I still haven't heard anything of, of substance. Yeah, I, I'm gone.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's a big 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 reason why I do like a like a topic teaser at the very top of the show. There's no, yeah, you gotta. There's no music. Typically, playing underneath that, but you could have some um, some background music, some bed music playing behind you on that if you wanted to, to add a little spice to it. Uh, well, but, but like also, a show like this, yeah. which is, I didn't mean to interrupt,
1: but like this, no, it's very no, important no. because there is so much meat to it. You, you got to know what we're getting. And this is a longer podcast; it's not like a 20 30 minute podcast. Sometimes we go long, so
0: that's the concept of what we were trying to do with uh, you know with the intro music and stuff. Is just give an example of what could be done with the epidemic sound, and I'll keep doing this. In a couple more episodes, to give you a, a you know a good snapshot of what kind of music is available there and how it can be used in your show, and we'll just play around with our show too. And I'm not going to shake up this show too much, but I'm I'm definitely going to use it to give some examples. But it's really up to you. I mean, podcasting is like a white canvas. You know, you do what you want to do. There's all sorts of interesting things that you can do with audio. So let your creativity run. But just realize that you have listeners that are uh, impacted by that.
1: And Rob, (laughs) not to blow this completely out of the water, but I've been seeing this trend recently. And there's a guy that I started listening to and he does this. No intro. Just, just he comes right yeah. in and says his name, introduces his name. No music. No, yeah. you know, you're tuning into yeah. the x experience like I have. Just boom. Guy just comes in and says, that's hey, this is Joe Schmo. We're talking about this today. And he goes right into it. So yeah, that's – I there's nothing wrong that.
0: with that. I mean, oh. honestly, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, oh. that's the type of show that I do with every Saturday morning, the new media show that I do. There's no right. intro music. It and just, I
1: think that's better than too much. Oh, definitely. Right? I'd yeah. rather have somebody not have all that than – like I'm not I, – I have rarely turned away from someone and said, oh, he didn't have a professional intro. How dare he? And I leave. Yeah, that's exactly. never happened before. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. But I have had intros that go on so long I'm like, I'm out of here.
0: Yeah, totally. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. That, that's why I was a little concerned about the, the intros that I, I had created there that were – the actual music playing part at the highest volume level was maybe too long. So I could have cut that probably in half and had a much better experience because uh, people get right into the content. They'd start listening to the host uh, at probably the, the 15 second mark instead of the 35 second mark
1: at 30. I think 30, 35 is where like the, like that's like, I would say the standard, it seems like, you know, about a 30-minute yeah. intro. I mean, but other than that, when it gets into like, you know, a couple of minutes, you're getting into the weeds.
0: So we got some uh, listener feedback uh, from uh, last week. And, you know, as as you know, if you listen to the show, I was asking for, uh, you know, ideas about, about the show and uh, give us some thoughts about what you think of the show. And we are all open to that. I definitely want to hear everything you have to say. And uh, because that's how we're going to improve this show. It's uh, it's because really us doing this show, Alex and I, is really about um, giving you what you want. Um, But there's a factor here as a podcaster that uh, there are certain things that I like to do more than others. So uh, it's a balance, right, between what you like and what I like and what Alex likes. So we're all in this together. Uh, It's kind of like when we all you know, maybe we do a meetup at Starbucks or something like that. Everybody brings their own desires, wishes and perspectives to the table. And that's kind of what a podcast is. Is that true, Alex? Do you, do you agree with that? Or is there a twist on that?
1: Yeah, it's a group effort. I think that we have to be, you know, open to input from the listeners. Uh, you know, I think there's a definite benefit for that. And I think the comment that we've got that I, that I know you're going to read here, I think that kind of, is along those lines. It was kind of you know it was constructive criticism. It was yeah. uh, helpful. I think it was very helpful and actually a little bit of a boost for us. I think. I mean, it it's good to know that people are have an opinion. I don't care whether it's you know they love the show or hate the show, and they think hey you guys could be doing better. What just as long as people are listening and have an opinion to me, we're doing our job. <laughs> you know, I I hope yeah. we're helpful and I hope it's engaging and I hope that people yeah. get some, some benefit from it, but you know, it, it has to be entertaining as well. I mean, it's a show, right? That's the show. Well, part. It
0: needs to be really um, honest. It needs to be right. not just, just fluff. I mean, it, it needs to be what you really think. I mean, that that's what we want to hear from you. And, and that, that's important to us. I mean, I'm not going to take offense to it. Uh, I've been doing this stuff long enough to, to be insulted enough over, over the years. So I'm not, I've got some thick skin. Let's put you that way.
1: <laughs> sure. Right. And, and it's also a little tricky because it's obviously a. Um, Sorry, Alex. i got you. Yeah. Well, listen to what I'm trying to say. You'll know why. Spreaker sponsored. How's that? Try to say that, Rob. Spreaker, yeah. Spreaker, Spreaker sponsored. sponsored. I can
0: say it. I just can't say it five times in a row beautifully.
1: You, you should be speaking for me, but it's a kind of s- Spreaker sponsored show. So y- you got to have a balance of where we're not uh, just, you know, Spreaker, Spreaker, rah, rah, rah all the time. Right. Because then we're it not? just sounds like we're, we're se- well, I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't want to oversell it. Right. Yeah, so I don't want I mean, sp- I
0: want it to be all about content. I you know, th- this is not really a show entirely about just you know, pushing Spreaker, but
1: she well, I know you're going to talk about part of it. Creator, yeah. So I, I've been accused of that, you know, when I posted that video and some of the comments on that video, but like getting back to this show, like, like this guy had commented, I think he appreciates the fact that we're trying to be honest, like you said, right? I think that's a big part of it, but we are talking yeah. about Spreaker's Functionality and, and the options with Spreaker, but we talk about other ones too, right? I mean, yeah, we do talk definitely. about other services and you yeah. know what might be helpful. But it, it is a balance, in other words. So we don't, you know, it's, you know, not not that uh, you know we're doing Spreaker a disservice by talking about these other places, but we got to be careful, I guess you would say. It can't just be all Spreaker. Use this service; nothing's better, or you yeah. know, your podcast will suck. You yeah, know, right? exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, I'm not, I've, I've,
0: I've never going to say sur- that because sur- there's sur- advantages to being on. You know our competitors' platforms. It depends on what sure. you want to do. But Dave Kenyon, you think I pronounce that right? Ken, yeah, I think that's, Kenyon. Yeah, okay. Ken, Ken, Ken Kenyon. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's got a podcast called "Dumbing It Down" with Dave, and he like gave us type. some some comments that were. You know that, that, that were good feedback. I think from his his perspective, I think uh, you know he's got some ideas uh, that he's giving us off the top of his heads. He, he's been listening to the show uh, for for a few episodes and finds that the combination of uh, of us two is excellent. He likes the fact that we're on two ends of the sound spectrum. You're like a crazy man, Alex, and I'm like the uh, the down to earth reality guy, I guess.
1: Wait a second, that's not exactly what he said. About- <laughs>
0: Is that a quote? <laughs> no, it's not a quote. Okay. So it says, uh, I was throwing my own little spin <laughs> I got it. on it. So it's uh, very easy to tell us apart, I guess. So I'm not quite sure. So I'm going to be more like you, Alex. I'm going to confuse our listeners.
1: Well, I don't know. I don't know if you can do that. I'm a, I was like, I'm the wild man, apparently.
0: So I guess he listens to a lot of shows, and he has a hard time telling who's who. And yeah, I mean, especially shows that have like three or four people on them. It's like it becomes like a like a rat's nest of audio sound, especially if you have a bunch of people that sound the same or have similar personalities. Um, I've uh, had that problem yeah, yeah. as well, he, listening to other shows. Yeah, so he says Alex uh, is one who's capable of getting lit up. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I like That's that, you. Rob. And Rob is always the cool, calm, and collected, the perfect combo, he says. Ah,
1: perfect ah. combo. It is true. I do get, I get, I'm excitable. Everyone knows that. Um, And I, I think, but that's why we work well together because you're the, the soothing portion of the yes. show. I talk when I'm, softly uh, and smoothly. I'm Alex the is like,
0: boom-bastic. angry and excited is the, is the term. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I embrace it. That, that's a term know, of empowerment exactly. it's, well, it's the, it's the emotion of the, of the show. And you have to have that, I think.
1: Hey, There's, I was going to say, Rob, yeah. uh, not you as in, uh, uh. Uh, Well, I shouldn't say you, Rob, because you've heard it. I shouldn't say that. But Dave, rather. Uh, Dave, you should hear my other show. So go to the XM experience if you want to hear me get excited. This is team. This is like me you know, drinking tea,
0: you know, yeah, this yeah. Is not, you know, it's all my fault. Cause I'm the one that keeps him, uh, tamed. I have that, like a little, well,
1: well, well it's a different it. mood, right? It's a different vibe. Not only that, but I mean, we can only get, I can get excited about podcasting. I think we all can, but it's a different level of excitement than if you're talking about current events and politics and things like that. Right. So it's, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to scream into the microphone about, uh, that bumper <laughs> music sucks. You know, it's just a <laughs> slightly different animal.
0: And he says, To get technical, I don't think uh, the Spreaker Live Show is the best title or the name for the show. I I thought that uh, was for for what the show that you're doing is, and I can see his point. It says, first of all, Rob, you you mentioned last last week that most of the people don't listen live but listen on demand. But his comment about the the name of the show, it's true. the The name of the show doesn't say uh, you know Spreaker Podcast Support Show or something like that. It's it's not descriptive. Uh, in the same context, uh, he tends to think of uh, shows like this as as uh, entertainment shows, which which I guess he's telling us is that we need to be more entertaining, Alex.
1: Maybe that's it. Maybe that's maybe that's what's we got to read between the lines here. I will say, though, I never had an issue, honestly, Rob, with the uh, name until I read that when Dave had sent that comment in and I said, hmm, I didn't think about it. If it actually uh, would, would we be served better by having a different name? Now, I don't
0: think. Oh, looks like I lost Alex. So let me try and call him back here. So we will do that. And that happens sometimes with Skype. We just drop and uh, I think he's back. I'm back. Did did, did you get any of that, Rob? Sorry. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You weren't gone. Gone for very long. You're back now. I, I don't know. I don't know what you heard. All I was going to say is the
1: I, I didn't think about the name previously. I think it's a good idea to maybe consider a change. I wouldn't change it too much with the music, right? Because then yeah. everything would change. Yeah. But I, I think he's got a point there. I mean, I think he has a good point about the name maybe not reflecting exactly what we're doing. No,
0: that's true. Yeah. That's true. And I, I acknowledge that. I, I named this show for the simple reason that this show is is an example show for what Spreaker is capable of doing. And one of the big differentiators that Spreaker has is the ability to go live. So right. I wanted to, to to play that up in the title uh, just to, so the the show stood out amongst the podcasting space as something that uh, is live, you know, because most See, shows.
1: No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I think you're right. To me, that's what I when I think of that name, maybe because I've been listening since the beginning, I guess. Right. I I never had a problem with it. Like, it kind of, I, that's what I knew what it was about. I knew it was live because Spreaker's kind of got that live option. So, but I I see what he's saying. You know, it, 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 I don't know what else you would say. I, you know, yeah. Support, tips, trick. I don't know.
0: We started out doing this show. Uh, if you go back to the very first episode, this show was actually hosted by someone else, it wasn't hosted by me. And, and and it was, uh,
1: I was only listening when you were hosting.
0: yeah. Yeah. And, and the show was very much, a little bit more focused on entertainment and comedy and humor and stuff. Um, Who was hosting this? For God's sakes, I don't remember. Uh, it was actually a gentleman. Uh, you know what? I'm drawing a blank on his name right now.
1: Okay, it doesn't matter. I just it must have been that long ago. I just I was curious. I was like, really? Because I've only heard you on it, but maybe I came in when you started. Uh, Did you co-host it together?
0: Uh, well. I was like a guest on the show on okay. a, on occasion when it started. It was actually uh, hosted by a fellow that's uh, doing a show on the uh Jeff Adams who's based out of okay. Uh, Florida.
1: Okay, never okay. heard of him. Yeah, I, I don't think I heard of it, but the, I didn't hear it when you were on there with him. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So, interesting. So anyway, he's so that that relationship, you know, stopped and then I I I just started doing the show. So is what it okay. kind of at a very simple level, so it's, he
1: came up with it is what you're saying It's not your idea it was Speaker live show was his idea
0: well well, it was actually my my idea for the name um but it was the the concept of, of the show was more of an entertainment show mm-hmm. so um so, like Saturday night Live kind yeah, of yeah well Dave's thing. kind of raising a good point when we started down this path uh, w- we kind of wanted a show that was an entertainment show slash Podcast, uh, speaker kind of platform show. So we were talking about that kind of stuff, but the, it was wrapped around with creating um, creative and entertaining content too. So, uh, which is, I think that this show will kind of evolve that direction. I think we have, have the ability to make this show fairly entertaining, but we also have the ability to make it be a very helpful show too, have a lot of value. So, but anyway, we've, uh, I don't know if we'll change the name. Um, he likes Spreaker support live is the idea that he has. Um, I'm I, not crazy about that one. It's, it's, it feels a little mechanical to me. It doesn't feel as, as fun. It sounds uh, like work. It sounds like work to me. Like, yeah. It's <laughs> like, I want to support you. Yeah. And, I mean, and a call center.
1: That's what it sounds but, like.
0: But I can see his point, but, but the show is a little bit more than just support too. So. Uh, it's around ideas. It's a
1: good suggestion. Stuff. It's a. I mean, I can yeah. see why he made that that jump. But
0: no, I can see it too. Sure. Yeah, because I mean, it's like a self help show is what we do. Um, how to, um, you know, that's the kind of show that we do. Uh, I found
1: right. out that Rob, we got to call it. Uh, I, I learned this recently. You should call it self help because men don't like. No, I'm sorry. You should call it how to because men won't buy self help. They think that's for girls, like that's kind of like new agey, foofy, hippie stuff. <laughs> I, yeah. just, I learned that. I was like, what? Really? For marketing, they say, oh no, men love how to, not self help. So, yeah. yeah <laughs> maybe yeah. we should be the how to speaker show instead of the self help speaker show.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, so I think maybe we're running out of time to actually play your. Your seven-minute YouTube video?
1: Yeah, we went long. We'll do that next
0: time. Let's plan on playing Alex's um, audio from his YouTube video that he made uh, comparing hosting platforms. Let's plan on doing that next week so we can cover our our, our main topic in the last kind of four minutes of the show. So um, I'll plan on playing that in the next episode. So you can check that out. And I think you can just go to go to YouTube too, and just search under your name or something like that. And you could, yeah, you could search which okay. podcasting
1: service to use. It'll be the
0: one of the first ones to pop up. It's a good one, but we'll play it next week if you don't want to go to go to YouTube to check it out. But let's dive into our main topic of the week: the power of podcast community networking, and really the the purpose of this is that the roots of podcasting, uh, going back to the very beginning, uh, was around community. Podcasters knowing podcasters and uh, making friends and um, uh, working together and sharing ideas and sharing uh, concepts and going to conferences and meeting each other. Now the podcast space has gotten a lot a lot larger now, so there's a lot more people involved. But podcasters are communicators, and if you think about it from that perspective, very early in the history of the podcasting space, the community was strong. And what's happened over the years is that the community is a little bit fragmented. Uh, by by groups like the comedians are on one side public radios and other side you've got the sports folks you've got the 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 technology folks the old school podcasters out there and then then you have like the tv show podcasters and they all kind of cluster in their own little groups Um, but creating community and and alex what do you think about community and in your kind of podcasting has it been important to you
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's good to network with other podcasters and maybe kind of do a, uh, you know, back and forth type thing where you can have them on your show. You know, maybe they'll have you on theirs and you can kind of get some traction that way, especially if you're starting out, it helps. Um, But I I think you're right when you say it's fragmented. It's tough because, I mean, it's one of those things where a lot of people are behind a laptop and a microphone and it's all done online. So there's not a whole lot of face to face interaction, which is funny because when I first started my show, I started doing interviews. I started off basically wanting to do interviews. I did some phone interviews, but I was going to physical locations in Long Beach and interviewing people. And so you meet people that way. And when you start doing it more often, especially if you do more than one show a week or a month, like I was doing, I was doing sometimes four or five shows a week. You start just doing solo shows, right? And so it can be a very, lonely endeavor or if you want to you know make it more social even if it's not face-to-face you can do stuff like we're doing like skype or facetime however you want to do it google groups that's another one where you can actually utilize video it it can be fragmented i think a lot of people can tend to isolate themselves if not in groups just by themselves like i have done uh for certain points of my podcasting journey where all of a sudden you realize like man i gotta get out more and like get in the real world and meet people in the real world. Like there's a lot of topics that you just can't do, um, at your desk by yourself. So, and, and plus it it can be very difficult, at least for me, sometimes if I'm not dealing with someone like you, Rob, who, who's basically a professional podcaster and broadcaster, someone who's not used to using Skype or using a microphone, even if they have one and getting the audio quality to sound well and not having a dropped call and things like that. It's tough. So if you have a co-host, it's different, especially if you guys physically are located in an area where you guys can get together, have coffee, talk about your show, brainstorm, do show prep, do the show together. Then it's social, right? But most podcasters that I know do it solo,
0: right? Yeah, there are lone content creators out there. And I mean, I've got a lot of friends around the the country and the world that are podcasters that I, I communicate with on a regular basis. And so it doesn't have to be somebody that's in your backyard. It can be, you know, you can. You can build a network of friends in the podcasting space, and maybe go to some podcasting events. Maybe check out the International Podcast Day events coming up uh, this week. Uh, it's almost like a virtual conference, and right. start listening to some of those guests in there, and checking out some of the content. And maybe you reach out to a few folks. You can certainly write me. You can. Uh, I'm just at rob at com and. If you have a question or a concern or a comment, or you want to connect with more people in the podcasting space, there's Facebook groups uh, that are out there. There's groups on Google Plus. There's all sorts of places that you can connect up with podcasters. And uh,
1: Me- Meetup is a good one too. I there's I've been looking on Meetup. There's a lot around the country. Meetup podcasting groups. Some of the ones yeah. here in where I live in Orange County and Long Beach, L.A. Not so many. I thought there'd be a lot more, but those are really helpful. And like you said, this upcoming podcasting event that you're doing live streaming is cool, but I think there's a huge benefit. I haven't Rob, believe it or not, since I've been podcasting for what, like four years now, I have not been to a conferencing event and I've been in other, like I've been to motivational conferences, sales conferences, work conferences, right? But I'm even surprised I have not been to an actual live event for podcasting or, or even radio, anything like that, I plan on being at the one coming up in here, uh, the big one here in uh, yeah. uh, Anaheim, as you know. So I'll see you Podcast there. Podcast Movement
0: is coming up in yeah. August of uh, And that's kind year. of like one of the...
1: Yeah. Big kahunas, right? That's kind of like is. one of the bigger ones. So I'll be at that one. I'm really looking forward to it. But I want to go to more. And there's a lot more popping up, even uh-huh. if they're just um, local events in you know your neighborhood. It doesn't have to be something where you travel. This The reason why that's good for me in Anaheim, it's you know, 15, 20 minutes for me. So that's great. I know yeah. you have to travel, Rob. But you're used to traveling for these events. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. So, but I think it's helpful. And that's why I'm going to start doing more physical uh-huh. networking, not just internet networking. It's great to do Skype video like that's how you and i you know initially met rob but i think there's something to be said but for seeing someone in person and shaking their hand and getting the energy you know
0: totally i mean that's the big reason why i i have gone to every podcast every major podcast conference i've i've attended since 2005 so is those connections uh with real people and be able to get to know people and and be helpful, and I and that's what I've always done is just been available to people in the podcasting space. If they have a question, sometimes they're really simple questions, and you can just point them in the right direction and and start being a resource to people. And that, that's all about building community and building a a reputation for being a good person in the podcasting space. That's willing to share and uh, learn. So,
1: and you know, that's one thing I'm glad you mentioned that because that's one thing I have noticed, which I have not seen in any other industry that I've been involved with. I don't care if it's the corporate world, my former life as an actor and director. I, I mean, You know, that's a vicious business showbiz, but even music business, I've heard friends of getting backstabbed and just ripped off by sheisty people. And I just noticed that podcasting people are very helpful people. Like they, they feel like they, they almost want to help without any kind of, you know, Payment or any kind of accolades you know they've just they've been there they've done it most people are self-taught we've all watched other people uh show us tutorials on youtube and read articles and blog posts so i think it's just podcasting is one of those things it's almost like um I, i've just noticed this with like certain kind of industries like programmers and like the hacking community right there's certain groups that just kind of stick together and help each other out where you don't really need to go and like, there's no podcasting school. I know some people have those, but you don't have to like go to like college and, and, and spend thousands of dollars to have some guru show you everything. People will help you. You just, I mean, if you email Robber Eye or tweet us, I don't think we've ever not responded to anyone. And I can say that about most people that I've actually reached out to, even for just, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. really kind of silly stuff that they're, they're very open and, and, uh, nice. Let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah I have definitely. not met a, a podcaster who said, Hey man, I don't have time for you. Leave me alone. I haven't had that happen. It's, it's definitely group.
0: true. Most podcasters are, are really helpful to other people and, and care about the podcasting space. And that's kind of what, uh, what it's all about for me. So, well, Alex, I think we're, we're wrapped. I think we went a little long this, this week. Yeah. I think we almost had two episodes in one here that's good good always better to have too much content than none yeah there you go there you go well you know you as a listener you can listen to as much or as little as you want you have all of the uh the options in front of you here so thank you so much for joining us and uh, being in your ears and uh, taking what we say uh, we definitely want to hear from you like i've said uh send me an email rob at spreaker.com or alex at alexxm.com and we'd love to hear from you Uh, Come back and check out the show next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Or you can just go to SpreakerLiveShow.com and get access to all of our archives, past shows, and get the most recent episode on on demand. You don't have to listen live. So I appreciate it, and thank you, and we hope to have you back with us next week.